The art of customer service is getting lost. The need for customer service is greater than ever. I don't know if people don't care if it's falling by the wayside, but it's it's no longer the focus of most places. And I think the, the customer service kind of mixed with the knowledge and just being there for the customer. Um, I think all together are things you can't get anywhere else to the fullest extent you can at Midwest Evening Appliance. Midwest TV and Appliance, you get more for your money. Uh, we're Zooming this. We're also directly sending it to Facebook Live. So you have to be extra careful, Mike. It's not nearly as much fun as regular radio when you can stand around in your jammy pants and, and uh, you know, pillow hair and the whole package because now everybody can see. How the heck are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I am all right. You know, a little at a time. It's crazy. It's crazy. So how do you, you it looks like you're in your office. Yeah. Uh, why are you in your office? You're not having school. You know, uh, I get asked that a lot. And, um, you know, school nutrition isn't just a, a school year proposition. It's uh, pretty much it's happening year round, whether we're doing summer feedings or emergency feedings as it was this summer. Um, and there's an awful lot of planning that goes into the following school year as far as developing recipes, developing menus, certifying those menus to make sure uh, nutritionally they fit the requirements uh, of the USDA. Uh, so there's an awful lot of work that goes in behind the scenes that people don't really realize. Yeah, I, I guess uh, that would be me. So you don't get to come home from vacation someday. I'm mean, just saying, just uh, I'm thinking, hey, I was on vac- I was at a friend's house over in, uh, you know, in the Dells, and we had, we had uh, tostadas, and he wrote down the recipe. Let's do that in school next week. That's not how it works when you're feeding a school, is it? Well, you know, I'll tell you, and some of the recipes I brought today um, actually are kind of that way. Um, it just doesn't happen immediately. But but we oftentimes will take things that we see in restaurants or maybe one of uh, our staff members have had at home and we'll um, develop it so it's school friendly and um, still meets the regs, but still um, tastes really great. We've got all kinds of different things like that. Uh, we have a Cubano sandwich uh, on our menu regularly that uh, was developed actually uh, from something my wife made. Really? Yeah. So she starts with the recipe and you think, man, this is really tasty. And then you have to run it through the computer to make sure that it has the right amount of, of nutrition and the right amount of sugar or whatever the bad stuff uh, equal parts so that it meets guidelines those guidelines have changed too though haven't they since since uh, the obama administration's school lunch guidelines are different michelle's it deal is not the current deal is it well it, it is um in that uh most of those regulations are still in place. There was are a they? Lot of, are they? Okay. A lot of issues made a couple of months ago when, or a couple of years ago, I guess now, um, when the Trump administration was going to uh, totally change the school lunch program. And that's not really what happened. They didn't, um, yeah. No, we, we kind of kept things where they were. Um, it was intended for it to go a lot further than what it has as far as sodium content caloric levels uh, that we were allowed to serve um, and the USDA decided to freeze it where it's at, keep it where it's at for a while um, and let people kind of figure things out. And I think that's worked really well. Um, you know, we're uh, 
depending on the level, it's it's usually a very low sodium meal, high in fiber, um, lots of great fresh fruits and vegetables, uh, things of that nature. I don't want to pick on any particular recipe, uh, but I'm just curious because I heard, not having been in school, but I heard that, yeah, these recipes, they meet all the guidelines. They're awesome. They're healthy. They taste terrible, and the kids throw them all away. That's it. you got to walk that fine line between going to meet the guidelines, but kids are going to want to eat it as well because you can't. You can bring that horse to the trough, but you can't make them eat it. Uh, very true. Uh, I, I would say that in the, in the Cooley region here, I think we've got a lot of great nutrition programs in schools. Um, I really don't think that it's as big an issue here as perhaps in other parts of the country. We've got a lot of really dedicated staff and, and directors in this area that really work hard to produce quality meals for our students. Um, and that tastes good as well. So you, do you, th- and I, uh, I want to uh, try to back end some kudos to your staff. If it's not an issue for you guys, because your staff gets to feed kids that aren't saltaholics or aren't, uh, you know, they just feel differently about all the bad stuff, extra cheese, that kind of thing? Yeah, you know, I, I think when the uh, Healthy Hungry for Kids Act came out and, and it was rolled out quite fast um, and it just kind of hit everybody. And then sure. we took it with it and everybody's arms were up and were up about it. Um, but now, you know, I think uh, the senior class that would just graduated was the first class when they were in kindergarten to start with the Healthy Hungry for Kids Act. Oh, really? So, yeah, and, and so they've gotten kind of used to this as it's gone along. And, um, cool. So there aren't any fat kids in that graduation class because they've been eating healthy since kindergarten. (laughs) Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Well, let's face it. Uh, and I'm a perfect example. I do eat healthy. My issue is, man, that tastes really good. I'm going to have another one. Uh, that's uh, sometimes I have a hard time pushing away from the table. Just one enchilada, Mike, you can't eat them all. (laughs) The way the program's actually set up, and that was one of the misunderstandings the media perpetuated, was, you know, um, most schools will allow the child, if if they want, they can purchase a second entree a la carte ah. or a second serving of vegetables. Um, so, I mean, if a kid is truly hungry, there's there's really no reason for a kid to be hungry. And, and in fact, the school lunch program mandates that we... Um, we serve a meat or meat alternative, a grain, a vegetable, a fruit, um, and a milk. Most kids don't take all of that. Um, therefore, they're not getting everything they could. Um, in the home and school district, we actually allow kids to take up to two fruits and two vegetables um, in a normal year anyway. Well, and isn't that okay that they would take two fruits instead of that you know, the, the, in exchange for the other thing, that other vegetable, yeah. I'm going to take two fruits, no vegetables. Yeah, the only requirement is out of those five categories that a student takes three of those five, and one sure. of them has to be either a fruit or a vegetable. So that works. If a kid doesn't like milk, they don't have to take milk. And that's another um, pretty big misconception that people have, that you throw away a lot of milk because you make them take it. Well, not really. They don't have to take that if, as long as they have a fruit or a vegetable. Right. And and the other thing that we do here at Holman is we try to make sure that, um, you know, we'll have six or seven different kinds of fresh fruits, um, canned fruits out there. So hopefully the kid will find something they like in that selection um, and not just grab an apple and throw it away uh, because they have to. 
because they have to take a fruit. Right. Hey, you put fruits out there that you know the kids will want to eat. The nice thing about many of the options is that if you still have 10 apples left after lunch, you can put them back in the cooler and put them back out tomorrow. If you've got enchiladas that nobody likes, they got to go. They're they're out out to the Holman farm feeding uh, uh, next year's lunch when you're yep. going to butcher those pigs and then make yep. something else. <laughs> yep. That's great. Well, so I, I appreciate understanding because, man, I, I when I was in school, it's a million years ago, but I watched a lot of kids get the school lunch and throw everything away except the chocolate milk and the pudding or the chicken or, you know, sometimes if there's pizza, you know, the always go-tos. But if you're having, uh, you know, stuff on a shingle or goulash or whatever and it's got vegetables in there that those kids don't want to eat, they're not going to eat it, period. Right, and, and, and back then, uh, you had to put all five components on the tray. Yeah. Uh, and they developed a program called the Offer versus Serve, which allows a kid to take three of the five. Um, so that has eliminated a lot of waste. The other thing that we work really hard, and I believe all of the schools in our area do, um, is creating um, items that kids want to eat, uh, perhaps finding different ways to prepare those items. Um, we uh, Sure. We serve a lot of Brussels sprouts in our district. You would think the kids would never eat Brussels sprouts. Yeah. We've ro- what? Uh, we've, we've roasted Brussels sprouts for years. Um, it was actually something that uh, uh, Chef Thomas Sexter had developed with us. Uh, we worked a lot with him back in the day and uh, came up with these roasted Brussels sprouts that are still, still served today. They're the delicious. Kids have to love them. Yeah. Uh, well, in fact, we roast everything now. Do you? I got goosebumps. I, uh, you can't see it. But I got goosebumps thinking about roasted Brussels sprouts. I love them. Yeah. I would eat all. You can just put giant pile of roasted Brussels sprouts, okay, and a piece of chicken and a glass of milk, and that I'll call that good because, man, I love that. Uh, that what's, how, what's the body? See, I just had a healthy meal, and it was all Brussels sprouts and a glass of milk. Uh, how, what, what's the buy-in change since me- much of what you serve uh, in Holman and maybe throughout the district in some cases, those kids grew. They cultivated, they weeded, they learned about it, they learned the history of it. You involve the kids not in just growing the food because they're going to be future FFAs, but then they're they're in history class, they're going to South America to learn about uh, what they do in South America and why they eat this all the time. Then they're going to go to lunch and this other class grew all that stuff that's that's pretty cool, I think. Uh, eggplant comes to mind. When a kid brings home an eggplant and says, Mom, I don't know what this is, but it's delicious. you got to cook this. Yeah, you know, we have, uh, we've developed a series of um, different programs with Farm to School that we do. Uh, we work with the La Crosse County Health Department and the um, Cooley Regions uh, Farm to School program um, and have developed cooking classes that we do in our elementary schools where we feature our Harvest of the Month uh, and that can be anything from turnips to tomatoes or peppers or Brussels sprouts. Awesome. We've pretty much had everything by now. We've been doing that for 10, 11 years. Yeah, um, that's awesome. But it exposes a lot of kids to things. And then they do go home and you know, we'll supply them with recipes to take home to their parents. And uh, uh, you'd be amazed at the amount of emails we get. Where parents are just amazed. <laughs> at what their kids will actually try and, and you know some of that has to do with we do samplings where uh, you know if we know we're going to have 
uh, eggplant on the menu or something, we will, a week before that, hand out samples to the kids so they can actually try it. And what's amazing is uh, the peer pressure that happens in, in the lunchroom, you know, where one kid will try it and be like, man, this is the best thing I've ever had. And then everybody else is like, oh, I want to try that. Oh, oh I better try it. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And so then when the kids come through the line, they're familiar with what that is and not going, oh, I don't like that. Well, you know, they've tried it and they found out, oh, I do. Like Maybe that. I do like that. Sure. That's, that's awesome. And of course, all the folks at the health department and the farm to school, Maggie Smith and all the ladies that uh, she works with, they do a fabulous job. It's always been fun Absolutely. talking with Absolutely. them about what's going on and the farm to school program. I just love that. Hey, are you still, speaking of which, are you still growing fish? Uh, didn't we you have an aquaponics? Point, yeah, we, we never got to the point of growing fish, um, but we do have a, a greenhouse, state-of-the-art greenhouse uh, that we actually opened up last year. Um, our former FSA teacher um, and advisor, Roger King, and I did a lot of fundraising for a lot of years um, to be able to build this greenhouse. And it's a, a full hydroponic um, yeah. operation. So we grow a lot of our own lettuce in there. We'll grow herbs. We grow radishes, carrots, spinach. Uh, microgreens, all kinds of different things that we'll have on our salad bars um, throughout our district. And what's really cool about that as well is uh, the egg students actually work and manage the greenhouse. So uh, not only are we getting some great fresh food that we know where it exactly came from and know what went into it, uh, but these kids are getting the experience of a lifetime to um, take something from its very beginning all the way to the end. I mean, they're the ones that deliver it to the kitchen and everything. So right. Well, and that's cool because when somebody says, what's this? Their buddy can say, I don't know either, but there's Steve and Cindy over there at that table. They grew this, whatever this is. Go, let's go ask them. Well, you know, we, when we started this, um, our garden program years ago, um, I'll never forget growing um, Hubbard squash uh, in some of those gardens. And we have a picture someplace of all these uh, elementary kids holding up squash and you wouldn't believe how much squash we went through prior to that <laughs> we need it so um, I think it just shows that if, if the kids are involved um, oh in sure production of the food they're, they're more apt to eat it and try I got it. an A in this class mom we're eating this for dinner period you know the other thing we do when we have our um, cooking classes we always do a name that vegetable fruit or vegetable contest at the end and we'll come up with different things um, that are a little bit unusual, and we'll hold them up, and the kids will try and guess what it is. And if they guess right, they get a T-shirt. But they uh, also get the vegetable to take home um, and play with it. So it's kind of a neat thing. Uh, I think it's real important to expose kids not just to corn and peas every day. Um, you know, everybody likes that stuff. Sure. Some of this other stuff is really fantastic, and you, you've got to expose them. And when it can be grown here in Wisconsin, even better, right? Exactly. Well, you know, in years past, we've uh, this year we did not do it because of uh, the pandemic, obviously. But we've we've had fields of sweet corn um, that we'll actually harvest in August, and then we have a great big peeling con uh, party at one of our schools where we peel all the corn and we blanch it, um, freeze it, and then we pull it out in January when we do our winter winter chicken dinner, which also uh, <laughs> consists of chickens that we grew or our students grow. Um, we are doing the chickens again because um, we got a good early start on those. But um, yeah, it's kind of a neat thing to uh, when you can serve a meal in your cafeteria that almost 100 percent of it came from kids involvement uh, is pretty neat thing. Uh, speaking of winter winter chicken dinner, somewhere in this stack, 
because you sent me official school district kind of recipes. Yes, which, I did. Uh, and, that, and so it takes me a minute to navigate. But in here somewhere, as I recall, is the spice that you developed that yep. goes with winter, winter chicken dinner, right? That's the uh, SDH, stands for School District Home and Chicken Spice. Um, oh, and okay. It's kind of funny. When, the very first year we did this, I believe it was 2000, I want to say 13, maybe 14. Um, and uh, so we were taste testing different ways to cook the chicken because we wanted to make sure the kids would really like it. Sure. So we had brought four or five different pre-made spice mixes. And then at the last second, I thought to myself, I'm going to throw some stuff together here uh, and see what happens. Just to and mix so, things up, sure. Yeah, it, it's pretty much what I do when I cook chicken at home on the grill. <laughs> um, so I threw it together, and we had a bunch of students taste test the different varieties. And unanimously, this was the one they actually picked. Really? So, um, it wasn't a did. secret. It wasn't uh, – you didn't, like, whisper – Hey, the one on the end there, that, that one on the end, that's mine. If you pick that, you get an A in gym. Oh, <laughs> I have no idea. Unlike the kernels, we only have seven secret ingredients. Oh, well, sometimes simple is good. You don't have to go super complicated, that's for sure. All right, well, tell you what. Uh, why don't you share that spice recipe because it's pretty simple, and uh, then we'll take our first break, check in with the guys over in the newsroom. I'm curious, too, that this spice makes 10 portions. Do you make the spices or do you make uh, the, your recipes small batches and just make 10 and then make another 10 and then make another 10 till you've yeah. got 300? You know, when we use this recipe throughout the district, we're probably doing 2,000 servings of chicken. <laughs> I said 100. I meant 2,000. I scaled these down for people to be able to use these ah. at home. Uh, so, no, we'll probably do two, three, four hundred at least at a time in each school. Uh, Does so your anyway, we, we start off with uh, kosher salt. Um, and really everything we do in the district, we use a lot of kosher salt when it calls for salt in our recipes. The reason being you can get still a lot of good salt flavor, but it actually reduces the amount of um, sodium, milligrams of sodium oh. per teaspoon. So you have a lot less in, in kosher salt than you do in regular um, table salt. I've learned uh, something salt. today. I'm going home. That's my uh, that's my thing. Learn something new every day. I did not know that kosher well, actually, salt has, has uh, you know, less of the bad stuff. That's awesome. Well, that was actually uh, something I learned at, at Mayo when I worked uh, at Franciscan Skep in their kitchen. But um, I think it's because the granulars are bigger. Bigger, sure. Into a teaspoon, but you still get a lot of good flavor. Um, and then we um, add some uh, granulated garlic. It's different than garlic powder. Garlic powder is finer. Um, the granulated garlic, again, is slightly larger um, Pieces. I yeah, sure. Little pieces. Sure. But that's available in all the grocery stores. Good okay. stuff. That's all to cook with. Um, then we take paprika. Uh, you could use smoked paprika if you'd like. Um, oregano leaves, uh, some cumin, and a little bit of cayenne pepper. If you got young kids and they don't like spicy, pull back on that a little bit. We actually have a version of this for our elementary school where we took the cayenne out of it. Um, <laughs> uh, it this particular recipe just gives it just enough. Uh, zing it's not overwhelming it, it most people should be able to handle it our kids love it they don't even know there's any cayenne in there you know one thing i have noticed is school-age kids nowadays like more spicy things than they did 10 years ago really yeah absolutely um, you wouldn't believe the amount of spicy chicken we go through sometimes that's awesome love so to see that mix all that up and sprinkle it on your uh, chicken i would 
don't be shy about it. You know, put enough on there so you get some good flavor to it. You right. can grill it. You can bake it. You can do whatever you want with it. I'm giggling here because I can hear my mom yelling at me from, from the kitchen in heaven. That's too spicy. Michael, that's too spicy. Mom, there is no spice on this meal. I used bold ketchup. Oh, it's too spicy. Mom, that's so embarrassing. Don't tell anybody that you think bold ketchup is too spicy, okay? <laughs> All right, a little business, and we will be back. We're Cooley Region cooking with Mike Gasper from the Holman School District. Did you – I didn't go through all of these, but did you include uh, – uh, we talked about it, any Mike Gasper kitchen recipes or just well, the ones that uh, you adapted? Actually, a couple of these started off there. Uh, maybe I've got a couple in my head. They're not written down, but we can certainly talk about those later as well. All right, well, we'll see what time it is when we run out of this stuff. In the meantime, business, and we'll be back. Cooley Region Cooking with Mike Gasper from the School District of Holman. That's S-D-H, by the way. It's that simple. Just is. It's that simple. Cooley Region Cooks. Every Thursday we get together with people who like to have fun in the kitchen. Did you decide Mike Gasper from the Holman School District Nutrition Program is our guest? Clearly, he's already proven he is the big cheese, the credentials, and uh, and the uh, wardrobe to prove it. And I so appreciate the. I'm glad that we have time to spend a little time together. We've been friends for a long time, and and I uh, have always enjoyed our time talking about food. Did have you always been? You know, since. You mentioned that you worked at uh, Franny's in their kitchen. Have you always been a food guy for since forever? Uh, since my 16th birthday. I, really? Uh, yep, May 10th, whenever that was, a long time ago. Um, uh, I started my job at Burger King, um, and that was on my, my 16th birthday, and I've always had um, some sort of position in food all the way through college. Wow. I worked at the university uh, in Whitney Center for uh, about four years, and then moved on to uh, the hospital, and then I've been here now 13 years. Wow, that's awesome. Well, I'm, I, and I want to talk about, just to pull it up, because it looks really interesting. I, I have I've mentioned it a bunch of times. I love vegetables. So when I see a recipe that says roasted radish pizza, I'm thinking, what? Okay, but I'm going to never heard of that, never tried it. And then I see you got all kinds of fabulous recipes, uh, vegetables on this pizza and i i'm reminded that there's a there is a take and bake pizza chain uh in america in lacrosse and my favorite pizza from them is the gourmet vegetarian add chicken and bacon (laughs) because not quite vegetarian right no it's not I, i am not a vegetarian but it has it's the only way to get a pizza with all of those vegetables and you know a pizza with radishes and and uh, and all the onions and peppers and everything on it, spinach. I'm all uh, artichoke. I love that pizza. Add a little chicken, add a little bacon, and then it's really, really good. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, in in this particular pizza, like um, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are afraid of radishes, and they'll they'll look at it, oh, radishes right, are spicy. I don't want to eat that. Yeah. But, when you roast a radish, it changes uh, completely the flavor. Um, it loses that spiciness. Um, just it, it brings out, I, I think, the sugar and the vegetable. But uh, this is one of my favorite pizzas 
Um, and this one was actually again developed by Chef Thomas. Was it? Um, and uh, you know, when he first brought that to me, um, I thought, "What in the world are you thinking?" <laughs> Nobody's going to eat this but you and me, pal. <laughs> Just try it. You got to try it. So we did um, sample it out to kids, and they absolutely loved it. Really? And, uh, we pull it. We don't have this on our regular menu, but we pull it out once or twice a year and, and, and have it as a, a special event for kids. Um, and they eat it. You know, I think if you don't necessarily tell them everything that's in it, they'll eat it and like sure. it. It's when, when they hear a word like radish, they're like, oh, wait a minute, you know. But it also has ranch on it, which what kid doesn't like ranch? Our, our two biggest condiments here at school are ketchup and ranch. Really? Uh, yeah, that's, that's crazy. Ketchup and ranch, huh? Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, share with everybody the roasted radish ranch pizza because it reads really delicious tasting. I'm definitely going to try this. Yeah, and, and uh, I guarantee you won't be disappointed. You know, you uh, you start off with a, a pre-baked pizza crust. Um, you're you're going to melt some butter and add the oregano and garlic to it. Uh, you'll brush that onto the, uh, the pizza crust, and then you uh, pre-bake it for – in our keep in mind these temperatures are for our oven sure sure a little bit warmer in yours um but we'll we'll bake it for about six eight minutes until it's just starting to get crisp um then we uh dice up our radishes you could you could dice them slice them whatever you really want to do with sure that. depending on whether you're trying to hide them or not exactly <laughs> um, but you toss them with olive oil and then you roast them at about 425 degrees uh, for about eight to ten minutes so they start turning brown um, then you're going to, while that's going on, you're going to mix your, uh, cream cheese and your ranch together, uh, and you'll mix it till it's smooth or smooth as the recipe says, smooth. <laughs> I just noticed that. Uh, but anyway, uh, then you're going to spread that onto the crust. That's basically your pizza sauce. Um, and then you're going to put on your, uh, spinach, your radishes, some diced tomatoes, some Parmesan, mozzarella cheese, put it back in the oven to melt the cheese. So it starts to turn brown and there you go. Uh, it's that easy. And I would think, you know, that one, you could probably add a little bit of chicken or, or even sausage to it. It would probably taste really good. Uh, but it's great just by itself as Ooh. a completely vegetarian item. It sounds delicious. It it really does. I am, I'm curious. I got to ask again because uh, when you serve this pizza, is it district-wide or you serve it school at a time? Yeah. Uh, all of our elementary schools will run the same menu and then our middle school and high school kind of run similar menus. Uh, but the last time we did do this, yes, we ran it district wide. Um, so you're roasting, you must have a gigantic fry pan that roasts 50 pounds of radishes. You know what we do is we, uh, we'll cut them up, toss them in the olive oil and put them on full sheet pans. Ah, and we have put them in the oven. Got it. Large. We just load them up with the sheet pans. I'm just, well, I'm waiting to see, you know, <laughs> the chef in there is shaking that gigantic fry pan with, with 50 pounds of radishes. Yeah, we, we don't uh, – Chef T wasn't work. strong enough, I don't think, to do that. He yeah. should, but I don't know if he was that good. And he'd be the first to say, work smarter, not harder, Hayes. That's a lot of work. Absolutely. Man, that looks that, – that is just super tasty. Why only a couple of times a year if it's so popular? Um, you know, again, we have uh, – different our, our menus are all certified so you have to meet these requirements over a week's time so we'll do these on special occasions um you know i think the staff probably enjoys that more than the kids do but the kids that are willing to try it love it too sure 
still face that where some kids won't try it. So we, we, we try to mix it up, keep it different. We try to have a special event once a month where we do something different. Um, so how far ahead of time, when you say once a month, are you, when school's normal, are you looking at, uh, January's special back in September or, or how do you work out what's going to be the special way up the calendar? Sure. There's some things like our winter, winter chicken dinner, which is a special dinner. And we know what that's going to be. That's always the, the last Friday of January. Oh, um, but yeah, it kind of depends. Sometimes we'll wait until we're a month before to figure out what it's going to be, you know, determine what we can get in, um, what kind of vegetables are available or products, meats, whatever it might be. Um, so sometimes we do it closer to the date. Sometimes it's planned that way ahead of time. Do you, I, I know that when I speak to restaurateurs, they occasionally will have a special because their fish supplier said, hey, I, I have, I got a hundred pounds of, of uh, what, shark or whatever, uh, wouldn't be for the school district, but it would, but I, you know, I got 150 pounds of tilapia. You want it at a special price? Yeah, do you have those kinds of surprise specials sometimes, because you just got a great deal on an ingredient sure sometimes uh that's probably easier to do at the middle school and high school than it is at the elementary level so we will do that i mean we've had uh, we've had portobello mushroom sandwiches at our high school off our deli um and actually this year we're really excited because we've um as part of the 23 million dollar uh, remodel of the high school we're getting a brand new facility in our kitchen um that's going to expand our abilities to cook different things uh, and take more advantage of uh, special deals and special opportunities like that as they come up. Well, and, and I hope then that helps taxpayers understand that, yes, we just spent a pile of money on a, on a new section of the kitchen. And thank you very much. Over the years, we're going to save a ton of money on ingredients and so forth, because now we can prepare and, and make our own instead of buying pre-made whatever it is. Absolutely. Well, the, the original kitchen was there since they built that school back, I think, in 87 or something. Yeah, right like after that. they invented bricks. That's uh, yeah, pretty much. been around yeah. a long time. Uh, the, the storage space we have was probably less than half of what we needed, so we were forced to order and get deliveries two, three times a week. Wow. Because just we had to do that. No place to put it. To stuff right sure um, we're really looking forward to being able to do some of this thing in the back door and out onto tables in a matter of uh, a few hours in some cases yeah there was there was many times when that stuff would come in that morning and be on, on the lunch menu that afternoon is uh before we i want to we now i got another i don't know if it's on your list easier for you to skip uh let's do the roasted potato salad in a minute because i've I make potato salad a lot, but I've never roasted the potatoes first. How often uh, do you have the same things on anybody's menu every day, all the time? There's this menu, and we always have pepperoni pizza or something. Right. Not not really. We don't really do it that way. Uh, we don't sell items. We haven't up to this point anyway sold items a la carte so you could get pizza every day. Uh, and we, we're not really sure we're going to go down that route. We try to create a lot of variety uh, to get kids interested in the variety of foods. Um, my nephew um, 
great kid, but uh, in high school, he went to LaCrosse High School and he managed to eat pizza every single day of his senior year, um, which I don't <laughs> think is necessarily a really good idea. Yeah, probably not healthy. Anyway. Uh, of course he was, because he's yeah. pushing the envelope. Yep, yep. Um, this particular salad um, was something I got from uh, Fifth Season Co-op in Barocco. Oh. Um, uh, we, we do purchase a lot of vegetables from them. Uh, and um, this was something they had out a couple of years ago, and now this has become a staple. We do um, school picnics every year. Um, so for last year because of COVID, obviously, but um, we have these all school picnics where we invite all the parents, grandparents can come in. Really? Uh, and we do baklars hot dogs and, and hamburgers. And this has been the potato salad we've run with now for the last several years. Do you and, have that? Do you have that the picnic out on the soccer field or someplace or sure. inside? Do you? Outside a regular weather, picnic? Weather permitting, oh, course. sure. I get it. But that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, we'll have a thousand people that'll come wow. into a school. It's really kind of a great community event. Yeah. Uh, get people that maybe don't always get into the schools in there um, and see what we do as a nutrition department. Uh, you know, I've, I've got a fantastic staff that really uh, I'm constantly amazed at, at what they put out and, and the quality of the products that they put out. And they're really not afraid to try anything. Well, and it's uh, and I'm sure it's awesome to have a staff that's not afraid of bold ketchup or radishes or some weird fruit or vegetable, but it's awesome also then that their excitement gets translated onto a kid who's looking at that. And my own sons were the same way at one time. They, my dad was a big, he would spend all day making some kind of weird sandwich and serve it. Mark would take the top off the, the piece of bread off the top, say, what's that? Dad would tell him he'd put the bread on, push the plate away, and say, "I don't like that, buddy. Right. You've never eaten that before. I don't. I don't like it. I don't recognize it. I don't like it. I'm not going to eat it. And you can't make me. Yep. It's awesome that your kids are are growing that weird thing, whatever it is. And of course, I'm going to eat it because I just grew it. That's exactly. great. Exactly. All right, share with me roasted potato salad because I'm going to try this too. Well, uh. It's it's really very tasty. You, you're going to think it's a little weird, but again, roasted potatoes <laughs> just brings out a different flavor. To weird is delicious. Exactly. You know, it's got it's got salt, uh, pepper, paprika, granulated garlic, thyme leaves, rosemary leaves, celery seed. Um, you know, we uh, roast the potatoes instead of boiling the potatoes, um, and then uh, you throw in some onions. You can use green onions if you wanted. You can use you know, yellow onions, whatever you want. Uh, a little bit of low-fat mayonnaise, uh, some Dijon mustard, some Worcestershire. You mix all that together, let it sit overnight, and uh, I tell you, you got a one heck of a tasty potato salad. Oh, yeah. How much of those uh, of everything you just listed uh, do you grow? Uh, in this particular case, uh, one year we actually did grow the potatoes, uh, but we... Uh, those potatoes that we do use now are locally grown, and we do get those from the fifth season co-op. And actually, um, that blend, it's its called the Potato Fusion, and you can buy that in the organic section at Festival uh, and at the People's Food Co-op, actually. Awesome. Um, you can buy that same potato. They're already diced. I think they're uh, Yukons, um, Russets, and Red Potatoes mixed oh, together. All mixed Potato together. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Really great blend. I, I absolutely love it. Can you grow spices at the school district level? I mean, you need 
a field of thyme and rosemary, not just a handful. We've we've done some in our greenhouse. Yeah, too much uh, work maybe. Cilantro, we use cilantro in, in some of the different. We do a pico de gallo uh, recipe and a fresh salsa recipe. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it's a little bit tougher. Um, and again, you know, you can you the the key to dry um, herbs would be to take them in your hand and um, rub them together so you kind of release the open them up. Them. Sure. Exactly. A lot of people don't realize that. But when you do that, you'll get some great flavor. Absolutely. Right. You'll see the great chefs do that. Well, and, and oh, I'm certainly a long ways from being a great chef, but I, cer- I also don't mind if my hands smell like tarragon for the rest of the afternoon or evening. Exactly. You know, it could yeah, be way worse. Whatever. Could be way worse. Well, that, that one really, it, it sounds delicious. And I got to try, I got to try roasting. Well, I got to try the, the uh, potato combo, but roasting the potatoes. This very similar to a recipe because mustard is in there and mayonnaise. Uh, a friend of mine a long, long time ago made a similar potato salad and include olive juice, green olive juice, not even the green olives because sometimes they scare people. But when they eat the potato salad, wow, this is delicious. There's something going on in here. What is it? I don't want to tell you. You're not going to like it. Oh, come on. Tell me. Okay. It's olive juice. Oh, I hate. Oh, wait a minute. No, I don't. Suddenly, of, I like one olives. Of, one of my favorite recipes at home, um, and one that my wife makes now all the time, she learned it from my mother. Uh, my mother was from Spain, actually. But anyway, she would make potato salad with um, boiled potatoes. Uh, but then she would it would be straight mayonnaise. She would put in olives, green olives, pickles, Ooh. eggs, tomatoes, eggs. Oh. pepper. Um, and it's fantastic Absolutely. wow that's that sounds like potato goulash all kinds of stuff in there yeah. i got a little like i have half of yeah well and if you're only making it for your family and you say i got a third of a pepper what am i going to do with that i have a tablespoon of pickle relish what am i going to do with that boom potato salad that's awesome cooley region cooks our guest mike gasper from the holman school district what have i got oh yeah i got uh one more. Uh-oh. A complex food preparation. Oh, it's just pizza. I don't want to say just pizza. Let's talk about that yeah, a little bit. Oh, and this, this is uh, one that's been in our district now for, gosh, at least since 2010, I think. Really? Um, this is on the regular menu. Uh, and what it is, it's a, we call it the farm school pizza. Uh, and this is one, again, that my wife pulled out at home, and we tried it, really liked it, and so we brought it to school. All right. Uh, we're going to do yeah. that one. I, I just wanted to tease everybody. i got to take one All more right. quick break. We will come back. And uh, and I'm sure that uh, everybody at the health department is listening, thinking, they're going to do our pizza. This is going to be awesome. The Farm to School program gets, uh, gets a little headlines on Cooley Region Cooks. That's right. You are. We'll be right back. My small. I don't know. Do you do you ever use canned ham at the uh, Holman School District, or you just grow your own and use? Used to be running around in back. Now it's lunch ham. Yeah, actually, uh, we've been doing a like a Christmas special, so we'll have hams from the pigs that we raise. So yeah, we don't use canned ham. That's uh, that's, that's okay. Something. That's okay. All right, cook me a farm to school pizza. All right. Well, uh, again, uh, this involves roasting. And I'll tell you what, if you want your kids to eat vegetables, roast them. 
you know, we, we basically toss them with olive oil and a little bit of kosher salt, a little bit of garlic, and you can do that with any single uh, vegetable out there, um, from broccoli to radishes to cauliflower, you name it, you can do it. Uh, but this particular one uh, has uh, summer squash, it has peppers, uh, you can use any color of pepper, yellow, red, whatever. Um, we do zucchini, we cut up some leeks, carrots, uh, again, toss that all with olive oil um, and uh, a little bit of oregano. And then we uh, take a pita bread, so whole wheat pita bread, flat one, and we'll put some pizza sauce. We, we have our own pizza sauce that we use. Put that on there, top it with the vegetables, top it with a little bit of mozzarella cheese. Um, we'll usually sprinkle a little Italian seasoning on top of that and then throw that in the oven. And it's a wonderful pizza. Uh, like I said, the kids that are not afraid to try it, they eat it all the time. Um, a lot of the young ladies at the high school eat this one. Um, all of our staff loves this day when, when it's on the menu. Um, they'll come down and eat with us. Are ladies eating it because it's lower in calories? Uh, you know, I, I think they're eating it. It's girl-friendly. I just wonder why. Yeah, I mean, it's it's 401 calories for the, for the whole pizza. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is lower in calorie, and you do get. Uh, if it's delicious, food. who cares? Exactly. Yeah. So, All right. I, something else came to mind here. We're going to run out of time in a minute and a half. Uh, with regard to you roasting vegetables, are you do you roast ten pounds of potatoes or a hundred? You know, do you measure it by weight? I need fifty pounds of radishes. Well, and, I, I or whatever. You, when I first started here in the district. At our high school, we were lucky if we served 10 to 15 pounds of, of the cooked vegetables. Really? Uh, then wow. we started roasting things. So that's not uncommon to do 120, 130 pounds of something. Wow. Uh, if it's potatoes, it's even a lot more than that. Um, so it, it kind of gives you a little bit of an idea of how the kids really have accepted it. That's awesome. And roasting was the key. Did, you, did somebody suggest that or did you find it by accident? How did you decide roasting was going to work? Well, it was uh, the Brussels sprouts that Chef was it? Uh... <laughs> very, very first thing that we did. And once we did that, we thought, well, we can roast this and we can roast that. Uh, we roast green beans. We do a garlic green bean that we roast uh, with fresh garlic on it. And it's absolutely wonderful. Uh, we do it. You name it. We roast it all. Well, and you know that Saxstetter is going to influence you in your dreams. He's yeah, not he, done. He, in fact, uh, you can see him kind of right back there on that picture yeah oh i do i did i saw him that's why i'm thinking about it kind of like yeah, the ratatouille and, uh, Jeff Chris Rodrigue now works with us ever oh, watch man. the ratatouille movie yeah next time yeah. it's raining watch ratatouille mike gasper thank you very much for talking with us this morning and uh, zooming okay. cooley region cooks recipes were delicious